Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a fucking ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is December 8th, 2019. Got some good news and some bad news. Which one do you want first? Let's do the good news. Good news is the Bucks just won against the Indianapolis Colts, beating them 38-35. One for the history books. One for the history books. Taking revenge on that, what was it, 2003 when the Colts came back and beat us? Scored. We had them up by like 28 in the fourth oh, quarter. Oh, Manning. Yeah, back in the day. Boy, what a terrible game that was. You're still scarred. <laughs> the Bucks will do that to you. <laughs> I've got plenty of battle scars with the Buccaneers. Bad news. We're out of the playoffs. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I mean, not that we were really in it before, but you're saying that because Minnesota won today. Yes. And now they, we could tie them at nine and seven, but they win the tiebreaker. Gotcha. I think they're nine and seven now, or nine and, yeah, they're nine and four right now. If they were to lose out, they'd be nine and seven. If we won out, we'd be nine and seven. They have the tiebreaker. Dang it. Yep. So. It was a long shot anyway. At least we got the uh, win today, so. And this was a good game. It was an exciting game. You were angry. You were ecstatic. It was just the whole roller coaster that is the Buccaneers. We got it again today. This is probably the best example of that all season. Yeah, when we commit, we were negative three on the turnovers and still won. Jameis Winston throws, what, 456 yards? 467. 467 yards. Oh, that was total passing uh, for the Bucks. Well, so that included whatever Ryan Griffin did. Ah, uh, so what would Jameis Winston end up with? 456. 456. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's what I said. I don't listen to you. <laughs> yeah, and what was our rushing like? 75 yards. 75 yards of rushing. Or se- Yes. Yes, rushing. 75 to their 66. Yeah, we were... Horribly skewed. It was like one in 27 games that we have lost when we've committed three or more turnovers. So the differential was negative three. Yeah, we had Jameis had three interceptions. Good Lord. Yeah, and then Dari had the fumble. So that takes Jameis up to 22 or 23. Yeah, 22, I think. That's a lot of interceptions. Yeah, well, I almost wish that I, I like it when he throws interceptions early. Because then, well, it used to be that that would kind of define his whole game. And then it would just be a downward spiral the whole time. But this season, at the very least, if BA staff has done nothing else, it's been they've been able to help Jameis overcome those turnovers when they happen. His very first pass he threw today was an interception. (laughs) I was just, I just rolled my eyes. I was like, oh no. I almost wish that he would just do it on purpose just to get it out of his system. (laughs) That might be what he does. Maybe. Because then at least you can overcome it. You can come back. You got four quarters, which is what he did today. Yeah, and then they get the ball, they score, and then we get the ball back, and then Dari fumbles. Yeah. And the Colts recovered. It was just... So those first two series that the Buccaneers had were just triggering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For all Bucks fans everywhere, we were ready to lose by then. But then the the very next drive, we have... a perfect series. Perriman, he catches this bomb for 31 yards. One-handed, he's not even covered. He gets us the first down. And then there's a pass to Breit where he almost gets to the end zone, but is stopped short. And then we quarterback sneak right in there. 
get a touchdown. Then the very next drive that the Buccaneers offense has, they throw that bomb 61 yards to Mike Evans. He's completely uncovered, makes a touchdown, but then, of course, he gets injured on that play. Mm, That's right. Yeah, that's one thing. You know, Indianapolis came in here riddled with injuries. It's one of the positives we've said about the Bucs all year. We just have not been hit by the injury bug. Right, so we dealt with Mike Evans having an injury, then Donovan Smith, Donovan Smith getting injured, then Winston. And Winston, he came out. It was after the half, and of course Ryan Griffin came in for this series, and everyone's like, "Oh, is James benched?" No, he was not benched. He was hurt. Broken bone in his yeah, right hand. Yeah, apparently Fractured. they sent him back for an X-ray, and there's a tiny fracture in his throwing hand. And he still came out. Yeah, he's like, put me back in, coach. I know. That's, there's something to be said for that. And he leads us to a victory. You can't fault the guy for that. He's definitely got heart. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's so hard about the whole Jameis Winston question is he's got very good qualities, but he also has very bad qualities. And it's you've got to take the bad with the good because it's not going away. It's been five years. We had an injury to TJ Logan. Yes. Before the game. What was that, Friday, Saturday? It was during practice. He broke his hand. Must have been Friday. He broke his hand. So they kind of had a scramble the last day to get Justin Watson to cover punt returns. And then Dare was doing kickoffs. The first return Justin Watson had, he was running backwards. That was the most infuriating thing. I think that was his second return. Was it? Lost five yards. He ran straight backwards. We're like screaming at the TV. What are you doing? Otherwise, I think he just called fair catches the rest of the game, right? I don't recall, but I don't recall him making any great kickoff returns yeah. or punt returns. TJ Logan's on the IR now, so it's, we're not getting him back. We're stuck with Watson, which, okay, fine. Just don't run backwards anymore, buddy. We'll be good. <laughs> you know, nothing will make you appreciate your starting offensive line more than when they get hurt and you have to deal with your backups. Right, yeah, Josh Wells came in for Donovan Smith and immediately got whooped. Yeah, Jameis just got clobbered to give us two or three plays after Wells came in. And then they had Stinney in at one point. Yeah, I was like, who is he? I don't know. Stinney? No idea who this guy is. We just signed him a couple weeks ago. I don't know how long it was, but thank God they kept that many offensive linemen active. Because, of course, we lost Kappa this week and Earl Wadford was starting for him at right guard. And then Donovan, you know, with him getting hurt. But thank God he came back in. And that was the series also where Jameis Winston threw a pick six. Yeah, it was like an 82-yard return or something, wasn't it? Can't remember. They had 91 total yards. Who was that linebacker that kept picking them off? Leonard. Yeah. He's got total 91 yards on these on his two interceptions. So. Yeah, so that one was 82 yards. The chunk. <clears throat> then I think it was... Very next series for Indianapolis, they throw that long bomb to get in field goal range right before the half. There was like 30 seconds left. And then they called uh, roughing the passer on Vita Vea. Because after Brissett threw the ball, Vita had his arm like across his chest and then just pushed him back. And I'm like, man, I mean, that infuriated me because if you watch the YouTube video, the, the play where Smoot, after Winston threw the ball, Smoot slammed Winston to the ground. That isn't called. So it's what I hate about these refs and these, these all these dang penalties. I mean, there's like 3,000 penalties now. Is I mean, it's fine if you're going to have the penalties. Call them. Be consistent with it. But that's the problem. They're not consistent with this crap. You know, Winston gets slammed to the ground and actually gets hurt. No penalty there. Brissett gets pushed back, falls down. 
It's a penalty. I don't get it. This officiating crew was a joke. Tony Corrente's officiating crew. Yeah, I did not like it. They they did not officiate very well at all. The They called, I think it was uh, Adams for a personal foul for hitting a guy out of bounds. The guy wasn't out of bounds. I'm going to have to look at it on replay, but he wasn't out of bounds. He was going out of bounds, but, you know, he wasn't out of bounds. There was also a push-off I saw on Jamel Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Pas- Pascal Pascal pushed off on him. Just It was a real light one, but it was still enough to get separation. They didn't call that. And then the double timeouts where yeah. they called this was right what was it right before the half uh-huh. they called the first time out then Brissette is like calling one again and then he runs up back to the line of scrimmage and hikes the ball and you know we got penalized for that how long ago and you know a few weeks ago and then the announcer said oh well the refs have discretion to call it what i know what? i have never heard that before never and in it my was, life i mean brissette was walking off the field doing the timeout motion and right. then you see somebody says something to him so he turns around and runs back did the ref say oh you can't call timeout i know that's called what one. i wonder <laughs> yeah and uh, how many players get that kind of courtesy from the referees? We don't. Maybe that's for Drew sure. Brees. <laughs> right. Yeah, Drew Brees. Yeah, then they called intentional grounding on Jameis Winston. And if you listen to this podcast, you know it's just a call I can't stand because it's so subjective. And I'm going to look at it on the film. But I, I think he was outside the tackle box when he threw the ball. We'll see. They're just not consistent with that at all. And it's the worst in the league. And Brissette had a few today, at least one or two that I think could have been called that weren't. Uh, somebody t- tweeted at us and said that there was at least two delay of game penalties that were not called on the Colts. I noticed one. Yeah, but- that was uh, ATL Buck Van Dan. So thanks for that. You have to look at that on the game film. They now they'll, they'll normally give them about an extra second after the clock ticks down to zero because they have to, they have to look at the clock, and then when the clock hits zero, then they look back at the snap. So there's a little bit of time delay there. It's not exactly at zero, but there was one time I specifically remember going, that was way delay a game. They didn't call it. And then the fumble where Devin White punched it out. That was great by Devin White. I mean, he just he just reached in and just tapped that ball right out. Yeah, it came right out. And got it out right before the guy went down. I mean, it was excellent timing. And we recovered, and they blew it dead. They still ended up giving it to us on replay, but... Right, yeah, they're not supposed to do that. I mean, they're supposed to let the play go through and then... Exactly. But we've been screwed by that, what, four times this year? I know. And it seems like Devin White is frequently involved in those. I guess the NFL just couldn't let us have two good ref crews in a row. Right. (laughs) Are there two good ref crews? I don't know. That's true. Uh, Brissette, also, he fumbled the ball on the play before the field goal at halftime. Uh Uh-huh. But they never reviewed it, for one. They never showed the replay. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it was very weird. I don't remember that one. Yeah, he fumbled the ball, and uh, we picked it up, but they blew it dead. But they never showed it on the broadcast again to see if it was really a fumble. And I guess, you know, Arians and them couldn't couldn't tell if it was a fumble or not. They didn't get the footage. I don't know. Oh, right. Okay. That was on the that fourth and one uh-huh. where they tried to call the timeout. Yep. And then they ended up kicking a field goal anyway. Which was weird. Your fourth and it's first and goal. I think they had time. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, I have never seen where a guy tries to call timeout and the refs are like, no, no, you can't call another timeout because that'll be a penalty. I know. <laughs> when he's standing there doing the timeout yeah, signal. Yeah, walking away from walking the line away of scrimmage. Walking away from the line of scrimmage, yeah. 
Insanity. Just outrageous. But Ryan Griffin got his first NFL snaps today. Did pretty good, I thought. Yeah, I mean, the, for, it was you know, a three and out. He didn't go out there and crap the bed, anyhow. Yeah. Do you think that settles it for the crowd that wants to see Ryan Griffin get some time? No, not at all. I don't all. think so either. <laughs> no. It's just a taste. I think they want more than a series. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not going to lie. I'd like to see what he's got. That was so weird because they come out at halftime. Ryan Griffin's in the huddle. And there's just complete confusion. Not on the field, but I think everyone else, like the media had not been told. Jameis wasn't on the sidelines. So that indicated that it was an injury. But there wasn't an injury designation at that time. And then... I think after Jameis appeared back on the sideline, they came out and said, oh, yeah, it was a hand injury. He's questionable. Jameis Winston's, I think it was his third interception at about 9.45 in the fourth quarter. It was right off the hands of Perriman. Uh, I, I couldn't tell. You said it was tipped by a linebacker. No, it was tipped at the line. Oh, okay. And then Perriman, I think, tipped it again. Yeah, yeah well, it ended up going behind Perriman, and he had to oh, turn gotcha. around. Yeah. So. yeah, it was tipped. Okay. I did not see the original tip. It was on the replay. They kind of slowed it down. I think I was in the you bathroom blinked. fuming by then. <laughs> now, play of the game. There's two plays of the game. Okay. I don't know. I don't know which play was more important. Devin White getting that fumble, causing the fumble. Yeah. I mean that that turned the game. We needed that turnover. They were they were going down the field. That probably would have sealed the deal if they would have scored again. But then JPP batting that ball on fourth and two with two minutes left. Yeah, and that was a weird one because he bats it, Brissett catches it, and tries to throw it again. <laughs> and then, of course, they get flagged for that, and it's a turnover on downs. I was actually surprised that they flagged him for that one. Right. I figured they'd let him have that, too. Yeah, but yeah. given that it was an incomplete pass anyway. Well, I mean, the flag was irrelevant because they turned it over on downs anyway. That's the only reason why they would flag him because they knew it wasn't going wasn't gonna <laughs> to hurt him. Count. Yeah, I really felt like the uh, referees had their money bet on the Colts today, so... They did all they could to help him. Oh, absolutely. You want to hear the penalties? This is going to blow your mind. Hit it on me. Okay. Indianapolis had three for 35. Uh-huh. We had six for 104. Good Lord. Yeah. And that what? insane? How do you win like that? How do you even win How like that? How do you win? We had four turnovers. We had six penalties for 104 <laughs> yards. Like three times the penalties that they have. Oh, my God. It's just crazy. We are in an enigma. I know. Wrapped up in a paradox. <laughs> and then a time of possession. We had 34 minutes. They had 25 minutes. Good Lord. You know, we said in our preview that Brissette's not a, a passer. And then he goes out and he's throwing all these bombs. <laughs> like the first drive they have, they throw a bomb to the end zone. Yeah, I really expected them to try and dink and dunk it down the field on us. But they kept hitting yeah, us I with those. Yeah, I thought so, too. It's going to be interesting to look at the coaches' film to see how much pushing off and penalties are, should have been called on the Colts. I think it's going to be a, quite a bit. We'll see. Despite Jameis's four or three interceptions, he still had a rating of 107.3. Wow. That's incredible. He was three for 33 for uh, 45, 456 yards. He averaged 10.1 yards per pass, four touchdowns. He only got sacked one time. Which is impressive. Yeah, is given. Impressive. And that was at Josh Wells when I said yeah. yeah. So for everyone screaming about the offensive line. And then uh, <laughs> Rojo, again, they pointed out on the broadcast, missed a blitz pickup. The same, the exact, same one. exact one yeah. from last week. Did they, he was not benched that time, though. He wasn't? No. Okay, I was going to ask. I don't think so. Somebody correct it. I'm sure that they will correct me if I'm wrong. Jacoby Brissett, he was 19 of 36. 
for 251 yards. He had two touchdowns. He was sacked one time, had a rating of 93.6. Look, they had four plays over 20 yards against us. We had six against them. Wow. They had only six plays over 10 yards against us. We had over 10 plays (laughs) over 10 yards. <laughs> yeah, we were just chunking yeah, it. They we could were, not stop us. We were slicing and dicing, which them was up. beautiful. And especially being without Mike Evans, I was worried because you know that that number three spot has been questionable all season. And Mike Evans, even if he's not productive, his presence is enough mm-hmm. to make an impact. And so removing him from the game early in the first quarter. I was not sure how that was going to work out for us. Yeah, I was worried about it, but I, Justin Watson and Perriman both stepped up and played Absolutely, well today. Absolutely, they sure did. What were their stats? Perriman had three receptions for 70 yards and one touchdown. He, that was three receptions of five targets. And Justin Watson had five completions of eight targets for 59 yards, and he had a touchdown as well. O.J. Howard showed up. Four receptions, five targets, 73 yards. He had no touchdowns. And then Godwin had seven receptions of nine targets. That's incredible. For 91 yards, no touchdowns. And then we saw Brait. He was four for four. Good old Brait. Oh, reliable. One <laughs> touchdown. I do love him. I wish he would be in more. So our tight ends got 103 yards today on Ooh. eight receptions, nine targets. Crushed That's not bad. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, O.J. Howard did well. Four targets, or five targets, four receptions, 73 yards. I mean, we just spread it around, and everyone did really well. Really good showing by our receiving core. Their third downs, they were six for 16. They had a 38% third down efficiency rate. Good for our defense. Our defense played well today, I thought. Uh, We were eight for 15. We had 53% third down efficiency. We had 542 net yards. That's insane. They had 309. Well, let's look at first downs. We had 29 first downs to their 16. 24 of our first downs were by passing. That's crazy. Only five were by rushing. <laughs> How many times did we rush? 28? Yep. 28 wow. to their 22. So that was pretty evenly matched. Yeah. We talked about this during the game while we were watching it. Our run blocking at the beginning of the season was just phenomenal, and I feel like we've really fallen off. Yeah, our, our run blocking has not been that great lately. It's not been horrible, but it's not been great. Right. Not as good as it was. No. This, for me, was a very satisfying win. Oh, you were so you were so up and down this whole time. Me, I was just... You were brooding the entire game. I was brooding the whole game. Yeah, I was just sitting there. Well, I'm watching the Minnesota game. Uh, I was watching the <laughs> the Saints and the 49ers game, which the Saints ended up losing that one. <laughs> but I had Drew Brees in my fantasy football <laughs> sitting on my bench. who ended up getting 55, y- 55 points of that. So that didn't make me happy. Ralph is fighting to not be the sack out. Yes, I am. And uh, so, you know, I watched all this. I'm seeing Minnesota just absolutely trounce the Detroit. And then we're wishy-washy against the Colts and... I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so I had a little headache, and I'm, I'm just sitting there going, this sucks. And Molly's just vibrating in her chair. She was all clammy towards the I end. I was clammy. Her hands were cold. Like, let me touch you. Look look how clammy I am. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good game, though. It was fun because there were so many times, or not so many, but there were several times where we looked like we were going to try to give it away, and we just kept coming back and kept grinding, and it worked out for us. 
So I'm very proud of the way that the team played today. Yeah, one thing you can say, this team does not quit. Uh, who was, was it? Peyton Barber that did that hurdle? No, that was Rojo. That was Rojo. Did that he hurdle? Jumped over the guy and then got clobbered midair right in the midsection. <laughs> well, his foot got stuck on the guy's shoulder. He didn't quite bring it up far enough. Yeah, no quitting these dogs. That's no. for sure. And then Peyton Barber had one run where he would have got tackled behind the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. but he just kept going and had a positive gain. Yeah, turned it from a negative five into a plus three. I think yeah. it was. And I don't know who who is the dummy that would spit bubble gum out in the middle of a football field. <laughs> we we did a screen capture, put it up on Twitter, but Vita Vea has a huge thing of bubble gum stuck to the back of his shirt. Right. It's like on the ground and there's like a string of it. You know that it is so sticky uh. in that heat. Ugh, <laughs> it's disgusting. I, I wonder if there's like cigarette butts and stuff out there. Too. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers would definitely be crying about the condition <laughs> of the field. <laughs> But yeah, I, the our defensive line they played well, didn't get as much pressure as I would have liked. Uh, but they were, you know, they're going up against arguably one of the best offensive lines in in the league. I thought they got a good amount of pressure on Brissette. Yeah, yeah. We only had the one sack, but we we should have had more. He was a little bit more squirrely than I remember him being in the film I had watched. But that JPP batting that ball on that fourth and two. That was just that was so sweet. I love to see that. We had eight quarterback hits. It's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of misleading the number of sacks. Carlton Davis had three passes defended. We had four total. Four total? Yeah. So he had three of them. Jamel Dean had the other one. Oh, how about that pass interference column? Oh, Jamel God, Dean. No. He tackled that guy. <laughs> he did. Was... Way up before. I mean, it's kind of smart because if they if he catches that ball. That's probably a touchdown, and we do not need a touchdown right there. I just don't understand why Dean just didn't turn around and look at the ball. And, and try to he, catch the ball. Try to catch it or knock it down. He just said, oh, screw it. I'm just going to tackle this guy. <laughs> but really, that would have put them past field goal range. They would have been in touchdown territory, and we did not need that at that point. At that point, we were 35-31. We were still losing, and that was the drive that ended with the Devin White forced fumble. So had they made that completion, that drive likely would have turned out very differently. It was the beginning of the fourth quarter. The largest lead they had in the game was 14 points. Largest lead we ever had was four points. That's crazy. Well, I told you they've only lost one game by more than one score this season. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, They had the – we trailed for 29 minutes and 31 seconds. (laughs) What? They only trailed for 8 minutes and 22 seconds. (laughs) Some crap like that. I don't know. These numbers are all weird. They they held the lead a lot longer than we did. Yeah. But we held it at the time that it mattered. Right, so, exactly. You know, Indianapolis fans are just furious. They're like, look, we should have won that game. Yeah. You know they're thinking that. We should have won that game. Agreed. We wanted it more. It looked about, like it. How about that field goal attempt where it doinked off the upright? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Me too. This is why I have to take notes during the game. Because <laughs> there's so much that happens, you yeah. just forget. Yeah, that was a good one. So their kicking woes have not been solved. Well, I'm glad they weren't solved today. <laughs> I know. They could solve them next week. <laughs> I know. It's weird seeing Vinatieri. Oh my God, he's been in the league for 20 years. It's weird seeing him. This is this is a weird year. You know, this is a transition year. We're going from all these players that have been playing for so long, all the quarterbacks and all that, to you know this wave of new players. You know, I was thinking about that today with Jameis because I watched this YouTube video about the potential landing spots for all these quarterback free agents. <laughs> and 
the market for quarterbacks is just totally saturated. Yeah, it's gonna the free agent market is gonna be crazy. Yeah. So hopefully that'll work in our favor whether we re-sign Jameis or get somebody else as far as a price point. Yeah. And could you imagine if Tom Brady goes on the free market the free agency market? Somebody else mentioned Drew Brees. Is he a free agent next year? I saw that too. He might be. Oh, that it was that Cam Newton article we read. Yeah, there was an article by Ian Rappaport saying that Cam Newton is they're gonna trade him in the offseason. Right. Panthers are. Speaking of Panthers, they got destroyed by Atlanta 40 uh, to 20. Again. Again. How do you let that happen? By being the Panthers. <laughs> the contenders. As <laughs> Gerald McCoy likes to call them. Can we not go one podcast? <laughs> I need to have like one of those signs that has been zero days since Ralph mentioned Gerald McCoy. <laughs> hey, I said it. I gave everybody a fair warning. I said, look, it's going to be all year. It really hasn't been that uh, dr- drama field as I thought it was going to be. With Carolina? With, uh, yeah, the Jerry McCoy, Domicon Sue. We, we just had yeah, so many Yeah, because players. I think it's pretty much settled. Do you mean among the fan base? It just, yeah, just in both fan bases, you know. I mean, the Carolina Panthers, they'd love Oh, Jerry yeah, McCoy, they're happy with it. I think most of the Bucks fan base has kind of moved on. Yeah, so that's disappointing. <laughs> I really wanted to see a... <laughs> you wanted to be able to rub it in someone's face, huh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if Gerald McCoy hadn't have got those two sacks against us in that one game, we'd probably be able to rub it in their face. Yeah. But that that will right there made it okay for them. Yeah, just give them the little morsels so they'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> go away and try to figure out who's going to be their quarterback and head coach for next year. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, it's glorious. I love it. Uh, in that video I watched about potential landing spots for quarterbacks, they had Cam Newton going to the Patriots. What? I was like, are you on drugs? No doubt. And then they said Winston would go to Chicago. And if the coaching staff there could just work on it with his turnovers, which I'm like, you don't think anyone's been trying that? Yeah, if Bruce for Arians five can't, fucking years. If Bruce Arians can't do it, I don't think Nagy's going to be Nagy, able to do it. I know. It's like, this is dumb. But, you know, when it comes to turnovers, I mean, it's fine if you turn the ball over as long as you win the game. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Jameis, just go out there, throw one first thing, first. Get, it, get it out of your system, and then let's go play this fucking game. Well, it's funny because, you know, we get the coin toss, we elect to receive, and immediately Jameis Winston turns the ball over, <laughs> gives them good field position. This has happened like four times this year. I know. That's what I was just thinking. So maybe it's a strategy. Yeah, I'm wondering, is he doing this on purpose? Because at a certain point... <laughs> They're messing with the opponent's yeah. head. That's what it is. I mean, it's got to be intentional, right? It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a fun one. I really did. I enjoyed this game. Whether we won or lost, I think I would have been okay with the outcome. Well, you know, that's the that's what this is all about. It's entertainment. Right. It's hard to keep that in perspective, but it is. It's just entertainment. Unless you're, you're betting your mortgage on the... Outcome of a game. I picked Tampa for my survivor pick today. I did too. What? What? Stop it. Yeah. So, yeah, very entertaining game. I think both fan bases would say that. Probably a little more entertaining for the Buccaneers fan base. (laughs) Especially at the last seconds there (laughs) with the kneel downs. That's been three games in a row where we've ended the game in victory formation. I know. You know how rare that is? is Yeah. That's Are a, you saying for Bucks fans that's rare, or just in general? Well, in rare. general, it's relatively rare. But for Bucks fans, it's definitely rare. We should look that up. You yeah. know, there's got to be stats on that somewhere out I there. I know. Yeah, I'm just gonna look it up, but way too much trouble. Yeah, we'll figure <laughs> out next time. 
they did surprise me with how often they were able to trick our defense. We don't normally fall for trickery that often, but they did a lot of play action, faking offs. You know, you you said that. I didn't notice it as much, so I'm going to have to look at it. Okay. And, and... I thought that we did. Maybe we didn't fall for it, but it was successful. Okay, that might be the difference. But, hey, either way, it's a good win. It's a win. It was a good win. A good entertaining game. It was a game. good win. Yeah. I Molly so. really enjoyed it. I did. If you want to hang out and listen to the press conference, post-game press conference by Bruce Arians, feel free to do so. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for me and Molly. Till next time. Go Bucks. What's well, a damn good thing I'm a young, healthy man. As <laughs> coaching the nicest team in the league is tough. We just love spotting 15, 17 points to the other team, then come back and beat them. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a crazy game. Uh, I felt at halftime, once we got it back to a score, um, we were in good, good, good shape. Unlike you probably thought I was hollering and cussing, uh, I didn't have to because some, some veterans did, did that for me. And uh, it didn't all go great in the second half. But we were able to uh, stick together, make a turnover, get a, you know, good, good pressure on a field goal to miss and go down and score and win the game. And, uh, you know, the resiliency of this team is, is, uh, is growing on me at uh, three in a row. And um, yeah, that's a good football team, missing some guys. Uh, but we made a couple of those receivers look like Reggie Wayne and Barman Harrison. And uh, it it wasn't our best, but we won. That's nice. What's the word on Mike Evans and his hamstring? Uh, Nothing yet. It's it's not good. Bruce, how how many quarterbacks can overcome that first pass interception, all those things, and throw for 456, which is the third highest in franchise, and do make enough plays to come back and win the game? Yeah. Yeah, I I haven't been around too many. You know, that usually crushes a guy. you know, the, the second one after we get the turnover was more – the first one, shit, we got 50 more minutes. Let's go. That's easy, you know. Um, but the second one, after we created a turnover, give it back, and then go down and win the game just speaks a lot about the guy's character. What was the issue with Jameis's hand? Did, did it happen on a certain play? And, and, no, he was fine at halftime, and, and when I went to grip the ball, he couldn't grip it, so he's, they x-rayed his thumb. He's got a little bitty fracture nothing serious, and uh, was able to get his strength back and come back in. Has it, has it impacted his throws, or did it impact his throws today, you think? No, not at all. Coach, Coach talk about the confidence that this win gives your locker room now that you've won three in a row, and you get one in front of your home crowd. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. I mean, because, we, like I said, we didn't play our best by, by any stretch of imagination, and to still get a win, um, it just it builds the confidence. You know, and I, I talked to our team last night. I did not think that we had a great week of practice. I thought we were all of a sudden resting on laurels that we don't have. We don't have any laurels to rest on. And it kind of came out that way in the first half. And, uh, but that's why you play 60 minutes. You, you're able to regroup and, and, and get some things uh, said and done and, and go back and win the ball game in the second half. Who were these veterans that stepped up and, and kind of gave these guys an earful so that they'd get out there and... and- well, Levante, Levante always does, you know, um, Alley, there are there two or three guys that spoke. A few weeks ago when Arizona was here, Jamel Dean, the rookie, comes up with the big turnover deep in your territory that you need to, to put you in position to win that game. This week, it's Devin White, Mike Edwards, two other defensive rookies that come up with that play deep in territory. What can you say about these young defenders that are coming oh, up? They're just getting better and better, and the future is so bright for, for all of us because of them. And, uh, you know, they're, they're 
they're out there. They're not rookies, in my opinion. They played 20 games now, so you know it's time for them to show what they're really made of, and they're really showing it. Coach, it looked like Leonard was just reading Winston's eyes. He wasn't really covering anybody, just following. There's just zone defense. He dropped back into zone defense, and he's a tall guy. Jameis thought he could get it over on the first one. He's thrown over a bunch of linebackers, but Darius is, is a long guy with really good hands, and uh, a lot of linebackers can't make that play, but he did. And uh, the other one was a, a, a cover zero blitz, and um, Burchard broke hot. Jameis thought he was hot. We didn't pick it up properly. So he threw the hot just a little bit late, and he picks it for six. So, that, that, again, that's, a, that's another – they go up 14 at the point. A lot of teams collapse. Our guys don't – our offense goes right back down and gets, gets points and uh, gets us back in the game. First, Rashad Perriman had struggled in the first half of the year, wasn't catching balls consistently. He's really stepped up in the last – Well, season. I don't think he dropped any. He wasn't getting many targets, you know. But uh, his the, – the confidence that I have in him is – Never, never waned. You know, it's just Jameis finding him. You know, when Mike goes down, now he got a big role. And I got, I got, I got to say, he stepped up, and Justin Watson really stepped up today as a punt returner, fielding that one on the hop, making a big first down catch. Both those guys really stepped up. How important is it when you have a team where you can show them, yeah, you can win games even when you don't have your best day? Because not everybody uh, yeah, goes I mean, you'd, you'd like not to have it like this, but. To, to not be in there talking about practice last week wasn't good enough. It's a whole different meaning when you win. And you tell them, and they recognize it. And uh, hopefully next week will be a little bit better. Coach, is it nice going into every week knowing that you're going to shut down the run pretty much every day? Yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're built on, you know. And uh, I wish we re- – and we didn't run it bad today. No, we ran it really well at times. We, then we got back two scores and uh, – they started playing a little bit more soft zone, so it was just easy to throw and catch. So it was, uh, but I thought I thought Rojo played a heck of a ball game um, today, and Dario obviously made another big catch. Peyton made a couple big runs that last one to seal it. Um, so yeah, I, I think we were built on stopping the run and running the ball and chunk plays and taking the ball away. We didn't take it away enough today. Christian, do you envision James's thumb injury affecting his week of practice coming up? It does not look like it right now. We'll know more tomorrow. So, Coach, what can you say about Winston's ability to kind of put the bad plays behind him and keep coming? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all year, you know. Um, same thing in Atlanta, you know. And he comes on, has a great game. It's just, you know, like I said, we're the nicest team in the league. We like to spot people 10 or 4, 15. This was 17, you know. Just spot them 17 points and then come back and beat them. Makes it more fun. But it also raises your blood pressure, though? <laughs> it's a very rare quality. Also raises your blood pressure a little bit too. Uh, I don't think I have blood pressure anymore. <laughs> Coach, you're trying to tell me now that you got a quarterback that can't hold the ball and he throws a dime to Perryman to win a football game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kept trying to knock it out of his hand. So the first time I could knock it out of his hand, and he was trying to hold it with his other hand. I said, <laughs> and, and he could hold on to it. I said, all right, then you can play. And what does that say for the team when your quarterback? Who's hurt comes back in. Those yeah, other I mean, ten it, guys it, are going to step up, aren't they? Yeah, guys respect that, you know. And he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to earn anybody's respect in that locker room. They know he's tough. So Mike undergo an MRI tomorrow. Is that the plan, or, or what? Yeah, I mean, I'll be shocked if if Mike makes it back before the last week.